Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast where, yes, we can confirm that Lana just went through another table just now. It's lost to the mid-card. Welcome. We are here with our NXT TakeOver 31 reaction show. Uh, we're going to break down that that great show that happened this past Sunday. Set the stage for NXT here to, uh, as today as you listen to the podcast. Also talk Raw and SmackDown. We, got a, we, we have a leader for retribution now. We'll discuss that. We'll talk about AEW and uh, a whole lot more. But first, thank you to SpiderDuck.net for being our host, enabling us to be on iTunes, Spotify, and any of your favorite podcasting apps. All you got to do is search for Lost in the Midcard. Hit that subscribe button. That way you know every time you know a new episode comes your way, typically every Wednesday. And uh, you can also get us on the YouTube where you see the beautiful video version of this uh, podcast where I got uh, the legend Eddie Van Halen behind me. Rest in peace. Uh, the links to all that are on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash lost the midcard, as well as our Twitter at LITMC podcast, where we also share a lot of the great tweets from the wrestling world. And, uh, if you'd like to, uh, if you don't normally listen to us or watch us on YouTube, uh, head over there, give us a follow. Uh, we're, we're trying to get our own personal URL to, to make it youtube.com slash lost the midcard, but we need to have your support and, uh, and uh, give us a like on that page, please. Uh, and uh, maybe you like it, enjoy watching us in, instead of just listening to us on the podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Bennett. You can find me on the Twitter at JB Huskers. As always, my co-host, he is on the Twitter at Raw F Showtime. It is Mr. Matt Black. Matt, how you doing? Stressing out, JB. Gee, why is that? I'm stressing out because LeBron's playing like a jobber. Oh. Anthony Davis is not freaking – taking over the game like he's supposed to stressed out stressed out because the fucking referees are so far up Miami Heat's ass just didn't need this tonight man didn't need this tonight Miami Heat suck referees suck they saw they all suck usually the lot dude you should be the last person in the world cheering for the heat tonight I never after, had after what they after what they did to your Celtics I've never cheered for the Heat ever since Ray Allen let his bitch ass left. Hey, there you, you go. go. Never so, have. Yeah, you should be you should be pulling for the Lakers to come out in the third quarter and just bitch slap Miami. I just want both teams to lose. Well, that, dude, dude, that's not very nice. <laughs> you got your co-host right here, diehard Lakers fan. I need this because 2020 has sucked the ass. And it would be really nice. If I could at least say in one of the worst years of this planet's history, at least my basketball team won the NBA championship. Yeah, it's against my religion to to root for the Lakers. So then, then root for the root for your co-host. <laughs> root for your co-host happiness. That's what I need right now. Oh. NXT Takeover Thirty One. I, I, I before we get into NXT, I want to apologize to all the listeners tonight because literally we are recording right now at halftime of Game Four, and there's no way that my eyes will not continually shift to the television in the second half of this game. 
So if I am off my game tonight or if I make random comments that make absolutely no fucking sense whatsoever. Well, that won't be any different than normal, but thanks. Thanks, JB. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to think when, when I make insane comments on here, at least they're, you know, at least they make sense. And at least they're, you know, part of the ongoing conversation. So. NXT I, takeover. What? I need this win. Yeah. What is it at halftime? What is it? Uh... They're up by two. Two. Mm. 49-47. <sighs> NXT TakeOver 31 happened this Sunday. Uh, what do you think? What did you, what did you think of the uh, Capitol Wrestling Center, Matt? You know on the, the one the, you know the one Matrix movie when Neo walked into that room? And he was surrounded by like a million television monitors. Yeah. That's the Capitol Wrestling Center. Yeah, it's weird. That's, exa- how they... that's exactly what it reminded me of. It's While I like they... I, I like the LED layout in the Thunderdome, but the way that it but it but the way that it's walled out in uh, on in in the in the in the newly named performance center, I don't know it looks pretty weird to me. Yeah. It ain't bad. It's no, it's not bad. It's just it looks weird. Yeah, it's kind of weird how they they gutted the whole performance center. So now, like, uh, you know, you, the whole purpose of it was to train your up and coming wrestlers, or and now it, it seems like that's kind of pushed to the side. It, well, the last thing they should be doing right now is training talent, training yeah. talent in these conditions anyway, because they wouldn't attempt to do that, and that's what you know got a whole bunch of new tests for everybody. Yeah. Um. Done. So I, I, I think I think honestly, all the students should just be getting paid time off right now. I think uh, I think Marcho said he's like, oh well, maybe that's where WWE is going if the Amway Center deal when the Amway Center deal's done. But uh, I, you know, I've read uh, when the Amway Center deal's done, they're going to a larger venue. That, that's what that's what Triple H pretty much implied on his conference calls this week. Yeah. Um. Last week, I guess at this point, um, that that win. If the WWE left the Amway Center, that he thought that they would be going someplace bigger than the than the Amway Center. So I I don't foresee Raw and SmackDown emanating from uh, this building, but I definitely see it as the as the permanent home for NXT for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I think with all I think with all the uh, the, the the positive cases uh, that occurred not only on the main roster, but the NXT roster, I have to feel like Full Sail was like, you know, we don't really need you guys on campus right now. You know, you guys can come back when this all blows over, but right now y'all need to, y'all need to go do your own thing elsewhere. Uh, and, and I kind of feel like that's, that's what happened. Yeah. Um, the, the Capitol Wrestling Center, a mixture of, um, of fans virtually in attendance as well as, NXT superstars, as well as some fans, a um, hundred fans, uh, roughly uh, from what I heard this for this event, the hundred fans were mostly made up of friends and family of wrestlers, but also some fans were allowed to attend as well. well but, uh, from my, from my understanding, you can't, you can't buy tickets to this. Yeah. Like it, it's not like a paid admission thing like AEW is doing with, uh, with Daly's place. It's basically, you got, you got to know somebody. Uh, to get in 
and they're they're tested. They're, anybody that's any fan that's going in is getting tested on Tuesday, and they're getting the the temp checked on Wednesday when they go in. So, I mean, at least they're trying to take precaution, which I give them credit for. Uh, first match of the evening was for the North American Championship. Damian Priest uh, against Johnny Gargano. I'm I've, uh, looking around the internet. So I see a lot of people saying that this might have been Priest's best match in NXT. You you think uh, that uh, you think the same, Matt? No, I think his match with Balor was better. It was a good opener, though. The, no, the, no, I, no. I, I'm not. I'm not saying the match was by any means bad. No, but I would not say. I would definitely. I would definitely not say that it, that it was his best. His best. His best match in NXT so far. I thought his match with Balor was his was his star making performance with the company. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, it was a definitely a hell of a match. Great opener. Um. Priest getting the win with the reckoning off the ropes at about 19 minutes in to retain the title. Of course, I thought maybe uh, the, the the married couple of the Garganos might be walking out with the gold, but uh, that was not the case, at least for the early part of the, the first part of that. Um, I, I knew it was all or nothing. Yeah. Like, I, I, I think I even tweeted it, and if I didn't, I thought it. Um, <laughs> they... The winner, the winner of the opener was going to telegraph to me who was going to win the women's match later on in the evening. Yeah, and now there are rumors that that the they are both moving up, and uh, for the for their sake, hopefully they move to SmackDown and not Raw. I I hope they don't move up at all. I hope yeah. for their sake, I hope they don't move up at all. Uh, yeah, I, because I think... Johnny is way too tiny. And we've all seen what what Vince does to the tiny guys like uh, Ricochet. Um, so, yeah, if I'm Johnny, I'm really hoping for his sake that he's not being moved off of NXT. And like right now, I don't think NXT can afford to lose another male superstar right now because while their women's division is now officially stacked. With uh, with the re- uh, with the returns of uh, Tony Storm and Ember Moon, their their men's division. Look, I love Kyle O'Reilly. You love Kyle O'Reilly. He's great. He's he's a great. He's a great wrestler. He's a, he's a great member of the roster. But if he's the main guy they have right now to challenge Balor, and we have to see fucking Rich Holland that no one gives two fucks about, ruin. The, the ending of the show with his presence, they need some star power on the men's side on that on that black and gold brand right now. And they really can't afford to be taking people like Gargano away from them right now. Uh, the next matchup was uh, Kushida and Velveteen Dream. Uh, probably the weakest match of the night, surprisingly. Um, I don't know... Uh, just if the styles clashed. I don't, think, well, I don't think it was supposed to be a match. I think it was supposed to be a, a fucking beatdown. Yeah, that's what it was. Kushida basically and, beating the shit out of Dream, beating him with the hoverboard lock, and then beating the shit out of him some more. And I, I, I think it was exactly what it needed to be because yeah. the fans are not willing to forgive Velveteen Dream right now. And I think the only the only spot that fans wish to see him, if he if they if they are forced to see him on their TV right now, is him getting the shit beat out of him. Yeah. So. 
the fans loved what Kushida did on Sunday, and I'm sure, honestly, they could do any. They could put anybody in the NXT roster against Velveteen Dream right now and have them beat the shit out of them, and they get a babyface reaction. Yeah, you want to get Rich Holland over? There you go. <laughs> have him have him go beat up Velveteen on Wednesday. Um, it's gonna be a a uh, special Halloween Havoc themed episode of NXT on Wednesday, October 28th. I'm all for bringing that brand uh, from WCW back. Looks like it's going to be hosted by Shotzi Blackheart, who is a very, uh, a very into horror and is a horror enthusiast herself. Um, I like the idea. I'm glad they're doing it, Matt. Yeah, it should be fun. I, I, I've always, I always loved Halloween Havoc. I hope they go all out on the set. Like, I, I don't want them to skimp on the set. Like Halloween Havoc was known for their incredible you know, stages and setups. So I really hope that I really hope that they go out and give us something really cool. Um, with, with that show at the end of the month. Uh, yeah, I, I don't have any doubt that they will. Uh, the cruiserweight championship match is up next. Uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott taking on Santos Escobar and, um, yeah, this finish pissed me off. Yeah, the finish was a little weak, but overall the match was pretty damn good, I thought. Um, yeah, the finish was a little odd, but with... Swerve should have won the title, like bottom line. Yeah. And it, it really, that, that, that fucking hurt the hell out of me. Um, basically, uh, the, the end came when... Uh, Scott tried to do a move. The back of his head hit the steel ring post. But it didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Hypothetically, it hit the ring Which post. Which made it even worse. Escobar hits a, a double underhook and uh, into a knee that hit uh, Scott the face for the win. But a uh, pretty damn good match there uh, outside of the ending. Some great near falls and everything there. So I thought that was, that was pretty well done by both gentlemen. Um, Candice LeRae then and Io Shirai up next, as Matt said. Pretty obvious what's going to happen if Gargano didn't win. Uh, Candice did not win, and she did not, um, as uh, Shirai, but still a a tremendous match between the ladies, uh, who had a takeover match about almost two years ago, uh, when Io turned heel on Candice. Uh, but that was a pretty good there overall, and then but uh, the, the real the real action happened. After the match, when none other than Tony Storm gets in on the uh, screen and announces that she'll be returning to NXT, that is uh, pretty cool. Not only that, we then go to the uh, the vignettes, the night vision vignettes that we've seen the last two weeks. We hypothesized Bobby Roode, Matt did. I I thought Bo Dallas, and both of us were way off as the returning superstar to NXT was none other than Ember Moon. Very exciting to see her back in NXT. Very exciting to see her back in wrestling as uh, the uh, the Achilles. I think she had an Achilles injury. Uh, she was out for nearly a full year and uh, almost was thought to be career ending. So very good to see a, a new look Ember Moon back in NXT, isn't it, Matt? Had we recorded later in the week, she would have been my pick. Um, because I think it was going to be rude. And WWE is like, now we're bringing them back to, uh, to do. Pair them with, pair them with Dolph. We're bringing back to Raw. 
And Triple H is like, all right, oh, we need to pivot. And then they did. Pivot. They pivoted, they pivoted with the with the uh the, the video on on Wednesday and instead of the male voice, it was a female voice. Mm. And I was like, Well, okay, if we're eliminating the male from the equation, Ember Moon was literally the only person I could think of. Yeah. So yeah, it really wasn't a surprise to me. Um, I felt her return was extremely anticlimactic. Like, I thought it should have been more of her production. I thought they should have hit her music, played with the lights, something, even maybe let her speak. It's like, it's like they didn't do anything for her return. I felt it really, unfortunately for her, I, I felt it really, it, it was really flat. Yeah, I don't know. It was. I thought it was a good, uh, a pretty cool reveal, but uh, you know, it it makes the makes the women's division stronger for sure. So. Oh, oh no! I mean, the, the women's division is absolutely stronger with with uh, with the likes of Ember Moon and Tony Storm coming uh, coming to that division. I'm just saying, like I I expected them to roll out the red carpet a little more for her return, more so than what they did. Main event for the NXT Championship, Finn Balor, Kyle O'Reilly, and uh, might have been one of the candidates for a match of the year here with these two guys. This was a just a tremendous match, and neither man came out whole here. They both they were beating they be the shit. They each other, dog. They beat the shit out of each other, and uh, if you believe Brian Alvarez from Wrestling Observer – uh, they beat the shit out of each other so much that Finn decided to uh, make the call to go home early and in the oh, match. Oh, really? Yeah, that just came out either today or yesterday. Uh, yesterday, I think it was yesterday, it came out that uh, Finn Finn made the call in the ring to go home early. And, that uh, I, did not, I did not hear about that. Uh, this was our – it did go 30 minutes, so almost 30 minutes, but uh, – yeah, it was a long ass match. Like yeah. it wasn't short. Yeah, that must have been. They must have probably were planning on some kickouts out of coup de gras and stuff like that. But uh, it was a good match, though, wasn't it, Matt? That was a great match. Yeah, I, it, I really it, enjoyed it, and I felt the the aftermath of it kind of really put a damper on the match overall. Like, yeah, it, it was, yeah. Like, well, the, the mo- I felt like the moment was ruined by by um by them doing that um i have not heard any updates yet um so that must mean that it is that like finn's it it almost looked like finn may have had a broken jaw uh the way the blood was coming out of the mouth he had the real injury that everybody claims wants to claim drew mcintyre has yeah um but i haven't heard anything yet yeah, all, all the injury reports for both guys have been kept relatively quiet. Yeah, I know. I know Kyle has some busted up teeth. I've heard that much. Yep, broken teeth, uh, maybe a yeah. concussion. Um, but yeah, nothing official yet, which is weird. Um, so I don't know if they're saving some announcements for NXT or, or they just truly, you know, are just banged up and they got out of it. You know, uh, as Matt is referring to, the end of the night was uh, really random. I, I mean. Rich Holland is a, a good prospect, a good talent, but it was a weird way to end NXT, a weird way to end a takeover. Like I told Matt on Twitter, uh, 
when I watched it because I was uh, I was gone on Sunday, so I watched it later Sunday night. And so as soon as I saw it, I I I, I, to- I told Matt on Twitter, I go, "This is how you end a raw, not a takeover." Having Ridge Holland laying laying out Adam Cole at the end of the night, and then Fish and O'Reilly come. Uh, my immediate thought is Fish and O'Reilly or or, or Fish and Strong. Fish and Roddy. My immediate thought is Fish and Roddy are are aligned with Ridge Strong. With yeah, it, it's it's clear it's going to be Cole and and Kyle against Roddy and Fish in the future. Like yeah. I don't know how quickly they're gonna they're gonna pull the trigger on that, but it's definitely coming. Yeah, like, I, I just I just don't feel like a guy that's been in NXT for a cup of coffee isn't over for a shit and almost broke Johnny Gargano's neck like a month ago. Should be in the main event title picture of that company right now. Yeah. It's like, like, what the fuck are they thinking? Like, yeah, I'm I, all for creating new stars, but you create new stars with people that are over. And over and Rich Holland are never going to be in the same sentence together. Yeah, I, and WWE's very high on them. I read that from the beginning. But... Yeah, and I just, I don't see it. I don't fucking see it. But yeah, it was very random, a very random way to end in a, uh, in an NXT TakeOver for sure. But uh, easily... Uh, my money's on uh, Fish and Roddy behind uh, aligning with with Ridge Holland here. I think it's a massive downgrade for both of them. Yeah, I don't. Much like the New Day, I don't think the era should have, should be broken up. But you know, all the all the great ones got broken up at some point. I just fear once they split, when it's that inevitable time for those guys to be called up to the main roster, like. I don't see a future for O'Reilly, Fish, and Strong on the main roster without Adam Cole, without that undisputed era group. You know, they were best together, and, you know, uh, and I, I I worry, I like, as long as Vince is in charge of that main roster, I I just don't, I don't see a good, I don't see a good future for those guys. No, not at all. So uh, I'm, I'm worried for all of them. Like splitting yeah. up the air is dangerous for for all of their long term WWE careers. Isn't the isn't Adam Cole's contract about up too? And we keep hearing rumors about that, but we don't we don't have any factual information one way or another. Uh, thanks to everybody. <clears throat> thanks to everybody that voted in our poll after Takeover went off the air. Uh, of all the votes, we had uh, nobody that voted. C, D, or F, it was all A's and B's, uh, 26.3% giving it a B rating and a hefty 73.7% of the audience giving NXT TakeOver an A. So It was definitely their best TakeOver of the Performance Center era. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't even really think that should be up for debate. Like, no. it was definitely, like, it, it still didn't feel like their typical – takeover event you know like the ones we've gotten in years past but it was easily the best one of like the i think there's been three takeovers in the pc era now or was there four Mm, i can't remember now okay regardless it's the best it's the best one that they've done so far so uh some Breaking news! Breaking uh, news out of uh, UWN. Oh, uh, who cares? Chris Masters announced for next week. 
Now, I do like I do like me some Chris Masters, but is anybody really watching that product? Like seriously, I don't. I can't. If see you anybody. are, please t- please tweet us at at, at LITMC podcast and and tell us that you're actually watching this weekly UWN stuff. I find it hard for people to pay to watch this, you know. Uh, Ziggy Dice's uh, mystery tag partner was uh, Effie. A lot of people that follow the indies will know who Effie is. Uh, so he tagged with Ziggy Dice to take on Watts and uh, Pope. And um, yeah, Chris Masters uh, next week and a, a, a huge announcement next week. So you'll, you'll hear it on the podcast next week what that huge announcement is. <laughs> uh nxt uh announced just yeah, we'll give uh, it to you for free yeah we'll give it to you for free uh no we're gonna lock it behind patreon uh, that we don't have maybe someday uh uh recently just announced uh that kicking off nxt on wednesday will be ember moon and uh the only um good may the, may the finally let her speak and uh, an interesting matchup also set for nxt on Wednesday as Kushida takes on Tomasa Champa. Yikes. Yeah. That's Two psycho be... killers going at it. That's gonna be good. I can't wait. I don't I don't know who they're gonna put over there. They should they should make that should be their main event. That should oh, be the yeah. main event Wednesday night. I would assume they put Kushida over, but because Champa hasn't really been in anything meaningful. Like he wasn't at takeover, so I don't know. Uh, impact wrestling tonight as, uh, as, as what we've been doing, we watch a little impact before we record, uh, uh, victory road was this past Saturday, I think Saturday or Sunday, Saturday, Saturday, it was on impact plus. It was, if if it's your your first time signing up for impact plus it's free for a month. So it was essentially a free, it was a free mini pay-per-view Saturday night. Um, and, Tech tech problems aside, during the first match, after what they they got it uh they got it all figured out and it was it was it was a solid show. Uh, Eddie Edwards uh, took on Eric Young for the title with uh, of course EY winning. Uh, they had a a preview of the uh, four way tag team championship match that'll help happen from Bound for Glory, one guy from each team. In what I uh, I did not watch it, but I heard was a tremendous four way match between. Carl Anderson, Ace Austin, Alex Shelley, and Josh Alexander. Um, with Josh Alexander winning that match, uh, Deanna Peraza defeated Susie to retain the Knockouts title. Tanisha uh, Tennille Dashwood defeated Jordan Grace. Uh, Impact this week leads off with uh, uh, Tommy Dreamer, Brian Myers. They also fought at Victory Road. Uh, they've been uh, they've fought a couple of times now. And uh, this one led to uh, a DQ, thanks to Brian Myers nailing Tommy Dreamer with the kendo stick. So we're probably going a little hardcore with the next one, aren't we? Yeah, I mean, that's clearly where they're leading. Of course, there's been the story of uh, Tommy Dreamer trying to put some, uh, instill some respect in Brian Myers since he's a pl- uh, re- returned to uh, or uh, debuted in Impact Wrestling. But, I mean, hey, Matt, he's the most professional wrestler there is, so. I I I love Tommy Dreamer, but man, I wish he'd stop wrestling hardcore matches mm-hmm. at his age. Like I God. I worry I worry I worry about that guy, man. God, isn't he pushing fifty? 
yeah, pretty freaking close. Like the the amount of the the amount of like stuff that he, he's still putting his body through at his age, just it's not not healthy, man. Yep, forty nine. Yeah, turns, he turns fifty like, next year. Yeah, I, I wish he would. I wish he would stop. Just, just for the sake of I, I worry, I worry about our our wrestlers from, you know, from that era, man. You know, yeah. I don't I don't want to freaking lose anybody. You know, yeah. like Tommy can still work. You know, I I would just prefer him to work in a in a non hardcore fashion. Yeah. Uh, Moose is still looking for that TNA World Championship. Well, uh, searching the uh, the uh, the gym in the parking lot area for it, but uh, no luck there. So uh, Rohit, uh, uh, the, uh, Johnny Bravo meeting up at the wedding party. He's saying the wedding's cost him a fortune. Falaba says, "I know a way to get some cash." Oh, Matt, we both knew where he was going. Where can apparently, you find? Apparently, apparently, he's the only person in. In impact yeah. that has cash. Yep. Uh, Falaba. So yeah, clearly we know what he's doing there. Uh, Rohit Raju came out. Uh, he defeated Willie Mack at Victory Road for uh, in the uh, the defeat Rohit challenge. So he uh, set up another defeat Rohit challenge, and uh, Willie Mack came out again, and and Rohit goes, "Now nah, I already beat your ass." So then. Out, I hear the sirens. What Scott Steiner's coming? Scott Steiner's answering the the defeat Rohit challenge, Matt. I don't laugh. No, it's actually Jordan Grace, and uh, Rohit was uh, trying to get out of it. Uh, place tug of war with the title with uh, with Mac, which allows Jordan to roll him up, go one two three. So we're sitting here thinking Jordan Grace, uh, who just got married. Congratulations, by the way. Uh, was the new X Division champion? Called her in Grisham uh, time the not. Yep, yep. Oh, I did not know that. Congratulations, that's cool. Yeah, I saw I that. On... They were engaged. I didn't know they. I didn't know they were married. Yeah, I saw photos on Twitter uh, over the weekend. So, I think they got married over the weekend on Saturday. Um, but oh no, uh, uh, Rohit says it wasn't for the title. Okay, Rohit. So then Scott DeMore, uh, he runs into Scott DeMore in the back, and he says, uh, uh, you know, you're given a lot of opportunities, and now I'm going to give you some opportunities, and it's going to be a, a, a scramble match against all your past challengers, Willie Mack, Jordan Grace, TJP, Chris Bay, Trey Miguel, six-way scramble for the X Division match. And I immediately tweeted at Scott DeMore and said, with this lineup that you're putting into this match, you could easily make a great Ultimate X match which I know Matt agrees on. Absolutely agree. Come on. Look look who's in this match. Who wants to see a scramble match in 2020 anyway? Scramble look, matches are lame. Look who's in this match, man. All it's, a loaded, it's a loaded match. They all could make a, a make for a good uh what the hell? I'm seeing a random yoga ball on the on the court for the basketball game. <laughs> that was random. Uh yeah, look look at who's in this match. They could all make for a perfect mixture for an X, an ultimate X match. Come on. You got time to change your mind. You got what? Three weeks, Matt. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like three weeks away. Um, so follow Bob, of course, 
uh, we we knew where he was going to get some cash. It was Hernandez, and uh, he spilled coffee all over Hernandez, and and uh, he was going to challenge him to an arm wrestling match, and uh, so then Hernandez went to shower. We know what's happening later. Triple uh, XL took on the Rascals in a tag match. I think that was a, a rematch from Victory Road as well with uh, um, with the Rascals winning. I love their finishing move. That uh, what the hell is it? It's almost like uh, I'm not even quite sure what to call it. Yeah, it's like it's called the Hot Fire Flabon, and it's. I meant like the technical term. Yeah. Well, it's like a it's like a standing moonsault by by Zach Wentz. It's like he does a standing moonsault, but then Desmond Xavier, his partner, like gives him a mini pounce and pushes him onto the opponent. It, it's fucking cool. It's a, it's a cool ass uh, move there for sure. Uh, Fala Boss sneaks into the showers and steals money while Hernandez is is cleaning up. Come on, Hernandez. Yeah, lock that money up, man. Uh, Jimmy Jacobs went to Impact Wrestling's doctor to see how Rich Swan was doing. While we see a guy in scrubs the entire time, that uh, we're like, uh, yeah, that there's there's Eric Young, and apparently this uh, faci- this rehab facility has the worst security in the world, don't they? <laughs> no shit. Uh, Eric Young beat the fuck out of Rich Swan. Like he was like throwing weights on his legs and everything. So hypothetically rich probably uh, should be out for six months right but <laughs> just adds to uh, what they're gonna what's gonna happen right because we all know what's it's gonna be uh, a title change at, at at bound for glory uh knockouts tag match with uh, rosemary and taya against kira hogan tasha steals a uh, very good showing from hogan and steals in this one too almost looked like they were gonna uh, defeat two former knockout champions, uh, further cementing the fact that there should be a, a knockouts tag title. So, because you got you got these four ladies, you got you got Nevaeh and uh, Havoc. Uh, you can easily put a, a a good knockouts tag division together. Uh, so Rosemary and Taya get the win there. Uh, then we got the Deaners against Crazy Steve and Johnny Swinger, followed by a backstage segment where Kylie Ray goes ballistic on Kimberly. And uh, Kylie Ray was a little surprised at uh, how mean she got. Uh, then Heath negotiates with Scott Tamore on his Impact Wrestling contract. Apparently, Heath wanted a little too much, Matt. But obviously, they are stretching out this uh, this whole thing with uh, Heath getting a contract. They're really stretching it out. But uh, yeah, I, I think I think they're stretching it out too much. <laughs> uh, so then uh, Heath leaves. He's mad at Rhino. He said that he was talking about how after his great promo with Drew McIntyre, WWE offered him a deal, a new deal with a lot of money. I think that's kayfabe, Matt. I mean, I, I I mean, I guess it's possible. I you know they they thought enough of him to bring him back to run the segment. They they might have offered him a new deal when he was there. Who knows? Shit. But then he's like, yeah, I'm a, 
sign this new contract so I can sit on my ass for five more years. I don't know. It's easy money, but at the same time, you kind of want to do more with your career, right? Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. Uh, EC3 uh, threw the TNA World Championship off a bridge. So we're gonna are we going to see Moose uh, crawling through a crick next week looking for the title? I hope not. I hope it's done. <laughs> or is that going to be the new TNA, the new TNA Hardcore Championship? Oh, God. A little blast from the past. And uh, backstage segment with Sammy Callahan and uh, – uh, a psychotic uh, Ken Shamrock. And the main event. Uh, Ace Austin, Madman Fulton took on the Motor City Machine Guns. Non-title match as it's going to be a fatal four-way match with both teams along with the North and the Good Brothers. Uh, it, it broke down with the North and Good Brothers coming out, but in the end, it was the Machine Guns getting the pin there. Uh, I, I honestly think that... Uh, there ain't uh, I, I, the good brothers are going to probably win it. Bound for glory is my. I, I would I would certainly think so. But a, a great uh, event. Look, they, they, look, there's no way they didn't sign them guys the big money deals. Yeah, and it, it, at this point, you know, it makes sense. They're two of your biggest stars. Um, they're drawing a lot of attention for your company. It just it just makes sense to put, uh, to put the titles on them. Yeah, and last week's impact was really uh, uh, focused on the tag uh, division, and this one had the tag division in the main event, and uh, they they delivered with a hell of a match too. So the the tag division very strong in Impact Wrestling right now only got stronger with uh, with the Good Brothers uh, in a, a a pretty entertaining episode of Impact, as uh, Matt and I are saying. Uh, it's better than Raw. So remember that, man. I'm just baffled how night and day Raw and SmackDown are right now. When they're running under the same creative regimes, it doesn't make any sense. No. It, like, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. And it, there's just never co- any continuity. Like, SmackDown was shit for a while when it was new to Fox because Vince, I think, had his fingers in it too much. And now I he's. Agree, I would agree with that. So now he's probably just going back to his, his flagship to put his fingers in and. And uh, it doesn't pay attention to SmackDown as much anymore, as my guess. I got, I don't know for sure, but uh, well, if that, well, if that's the case, it says that Bruce Pritchard can write a really good show as yeah. long as he's not having to write for Vince. You know, is he still doing both? The stuff for, as far as as far as I'm aware, yeah, he's in charge of both shows. Which why it baffles me how much better SmackDown is every Friday than Raw. Cause I heard, uh, I heard uh, the, the rumor of Shane taking over and Pritchard's just I, focusing I on not, SmackDown. I have not heard that. Yeah. AEW dynamite this week, uh, kicks off, uh, kind of a, uh, well, this is episode 52. So, uh, uh, almost to the, the one year anniversary of uh, dynamite uh this air this aired on september 30th i believe so yeah so right before uh the the anniversary on the second but of course they're going to save the uh, the anniversary celebration until the 14th uh as this week is going to be the celebration of chris jericho's 30 years in pro wrestling um we kick things off with darby allen and ricky starks a hell of a match with uh, two guys that definitely can be the future of the company. They they put on a, 
uh, th- these guys definitely uh, work well together. That's for damn sure. And uh, with the coffin drop on the back of Starks, Darby Allen gets the win. Uh, Cody Rhodes makes his uh, way out for an interview with Dasha. Uh, talks about uh, uh, how his uh, trainer, Al Snow, told him you'll always wrestle hurt, but never, not necessarily injured. And uh, he says it's a shame when you lose the title in three minutes, but he got a call from Hollywood. He took the offer and now he's back and uh, made it look like he wasn't going to accept the dog collar match at first, but that was just to swerve you. He gets uh, pulls uh, off a very passionate speech to announce that he is going to accept the dog collar match for the TNT championship. Uh, Brody Lee, an angry Brody Lee comes out. Uh, the fight broken up by AEW officials and uh, and uh, a bunch of wrestlers, and we have a big uh, pull apart brawl. Uh, Brandy comes out and hits a senton onto the Dark Order guys. Uh, Nyla Rose is beaten up on somebody, and Anna Jay went after Brandy, and, and chaos ensued. Uh, normally, those are the types of things AEW saves for the end of the show, Matt. <laughs> And as much as I love the brawl, I didn't understand what Brody was so mad about. He's the one that laid out the challenge. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, like, don't get, like I said, the brawl was great. I really I really enjoyed it. It's not like he called but, his mom a hoe or anything. Yeah, I, I was very I was very confused um by all of that, but it it is what Um that dog collar match is going to be fun. Oh, yeah, you know it's going to Old school. It's going to be old school fun. Somebody's going to bleed. I think both guys are going to bleed. Yeah. Do ya! FTR interviewed by by Tony Schiavone. And uh, Tony got super kicked by Matt Jackson and a, and a, and a stunt foot. As uh, Nick is still MIA, <laughs> I wonder how many people noticed the stunt foot. I wonder how many people have noticed that Matt's not there or that Nick is not there. Yeah, I mean it's it's very. I I I'm kind of giving them a pass right now on not advancing the storyline. Um, just on the fact that I think it's because the fact that Nick's not there at the moment. Yeah, but when he gets back, like. Damn, we need to advance this fucking storyline. <laughs> yeah, uh, like on BTE, I'm guessing that was Nick dubbed into the. Uh, yeah, it, they were acting like Nick was filming, and then Cutler walks in. So I'm guessing that was dubbed. Which dubbed really e- well, though. So easy to do. Yeah, That's it was dubbed. so easy to do, and it was dubbed really well. It looked really good. It looked like it, you, you thought Nick was there with him, but um, he is not. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully he's back on Wednesday. And they yeah. can, and they can advance this. Uh, and they can advance this storyline a bit. Uh, so the uh, the brush with greatness, the twenty minute brush with greatness, FTR SCU. Um, obviously, they said that Scorpio is going to go on a singles path, but I think the whole point of this here was uh, for FTR to challenge the first ever tag team title uh, holders. So I think that was kind of the. The purpose here, I think Scorpio then go. I think he'll go back to uh, the singles push later on, and we'll 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 resume with Kazarian and Daniels. Uh, 
um, down the line. And, and it's kind of funny. Speaking of Daniels, he was on uh, Impact in 60 after Impact tonight. Uh, Daniels and AJ Styles. I don't know exactly where that was from, but uh, it was definitely old. Those were always great matches. Yeah. You're always getting a great – look, you, you knew on any given night if Styles was facing Daniels, you were getting a great match. Yeah, and, and like, the crowd was real torn, too. There was It was a lot of 50-50 chance because I watched a little of it early on as I was, I was getting set up here. Uh, FTR gets the win thanks to a little chicanery, a little cheating from Tully Blanchard. Uh, so the uh, I, I thought, oh, okay, the very first brush with greatness is going to go the time limit. And according to the FTR rules, you go to the time limit, you, yeah, they retain the titles or they get the win. Uh, but no, this went about 17 minutes with uh, Tully grabbing the foot um, while uh, while Sky was getting pinned. So, uh, But a great, tremendous match between FTR and SCU. Loved it. Uh, I believe this week is when they face uh, Best Friends. No, they they haven't announced when they're facing best friends yet. And and honestly, if they if they don't really pick up if they don't really pick up building this feud with the Bucks, they, the FDR might be facing best friends in full gear. Yeah, they might be now. Uh, I just saw who they're facing this week. I'll get to that when we go to the uh, preview of of uh, tonight's show, of uh, Wednesday show. I'll, uh, I will uh, cover that after we cover Dynamite. Um, Isaiah Casty, Chris Jericho. Uh, I gotta say, uh, props to the young kid. He hung in there with uh, with one of the the greatest of all time, Matt. I was impressed with with Isaiah Casty in this match against Jericho. Uh, yeah, I mean Jericho's doing Jericho things. You know, I, I love that he's working with all the young talent in AEW. Like he's and making doing, and making them look like a million bucks too. He he's doing what the legend position in a wrestling company should be doing right now. And yeah. that's helping to elevate all the young stars and putting them on his level. So they mean more to the average viewer. Like, Oh man, this dude can hang with Chris Jericho. Like, even if they don't win, you know, Jericho's still making them look like a million bucks. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so freaking important. And that was a tremendous Judas effect. Wasn't it? That looked brutal. That was sick. That oh. was sick. That looked brutal. Uh, so Jericho gets the win. Uh, and after... how cool was it that Jericho let him use the lion salt and the code breaker? Yeah. On him. Yeah. Like, who's yeah. ever got to do that to Jericho? Like, that's, to me, that says a lot about what Jericho thinks of of Isaiah Cassidy. Yeah, and, and he sold it. He was selling it well, too. It was a It was a tremendous match. Between a guy that's normally in a tag match and and a veteran like Jericho, so it was that was a lot of fun to watch. Um, Inner Circle beat up Cassidy after the match. Matt Hardy with a chair and Mark Quinn got in and fended them off. Jericho then sucker punches Luther because uh, him and Luther got into it, uh, I believe, a week prior and again this uh, this week. Um, so uh, for those that don't know, uh, Jericho and Luther. They go way back. They go about thirty years back. So, um, and they they actually uh, did you see the countdown to the dynamite this week? I did not. 
there's a really good video package with Jericho explaining mm. like the history between him and Luther and everything. And it was, uh, it was very well done. I'm sure they'll play that on Wednesday then. I, I would like to hope that they do because I mean, not like, just like you said, you watch Diamond every week, but you didn't see the count, the, like the countdown YouTube no. video. Like yeah. I, that's something that really needs to be shown to the, um, to the average viewer who's not watching everything that AEW does, like I do. So, yeah, and <laughs> like Jericho, I'll be, I'll be watching Dark later tonight. Jericho you know, mentioned so. how Jericho mentioned how, um, like Luther, how Luther was more over in Japan than he was way back when, and, and yep. kind of kick kick started a rivalry way back then with those guys. Uh, Miro and Kip Sabian planning for the bachelor party. They were at a a, a barcade. Um, and a very interesting cameo from Billy Mitchell. Um, if you, if you're not familiar with Billy Mitchell, he's the, well, the self-proclaimed world record Donkey Kong score holder, but, uh, there's been evidence of him cheating as well. So, but a very interesting cameo having Billy Mitchell show up in AEW there. That was a little interesting. Well, they're both diehard gamers. I mean, the cameo that made sense. I didn't know yeah. who he was. Yeah. And like somebody, somebody had to tell me afterwards who it was. So, and that, uh, that's fine. I mean, I think it's cool. I, I don't, I don't have any issues with stuff like that. It's, I, um, I, I am. I, so clearly, his bachelor party is going to be very video game related. I would, I would have to believe. Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what they ca- I'm looking forward to seeing what they all came up with for this. I think yeah. I think it'll be fun. Yeah, I think Barrow and Sabian are working really well together. I'm I'm a bit entertained. I was entertained by this segment a lot. I think they they do they do uh, pretty good. They did pretty good together. It, it's 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 very entertaining. Um, best friends with Orange Cassidy interviewed. Uh, before Orange Cassidy's match, they were right at the uh, stage. FTR shows up and uh, calls them backyard wrestlers and whatnot. Uh, best friends act like they're going to punch out FTR. They flinch and and best friends laugh and and Cassidy goes weenies <laughs> and they leave. As Only a, Orange Cassidy can pull that can pull that word off and make it sound cool. <laughs> uh, Orange Cassidy took on ten from the Dark Order. Quick little match there with Orange Cassidy getting the win. MJF and Wardlow show up to Inner Circle's locker room. Uh, MJF uh, congratulating Jericho on his big win against Cassidy and uh, has gifts. He has Inner Circle personalized jackets for everybody but Sammy Guevara. Poor Sammy. Um, I really, I, I, I'm really interested to see where they go with this uh, Jericho and MJM stu- MJF stuff. Clearly, he's trying. MJF is trying to weasel his way into the Dark Order by kick, kick, by getting rid of uh, by getting rid of Sammy. You mean you mean Inner Circle? Yes. You know <laughs> I'm distracted right now. Bear with me. So you want me in the Inner Circle? Do you want to be in the Inner Circle? You want me in the Inner Circle? <laughs> Britt Baker with Reba making her dynamite in-ring return, taking on a lady by the name of Red Velvet, who you've seen on match. who you've seen on Dark a little, uh, a few times. Um, Brick Baker getting the win in about five minutes there. 
after the match, uh, Reba hands the old black glove to to Baker, and she su- applies the lock jaw. Eddie Kingston comes out with his arm around Bryce Rimsburg, but I don't think it's a it's a buddy buddy relationship. But I do love the story they told uh, of Eddie saying that him and Rimsburg go back about eighteen years, and uh, but. He is uh, uh, mad at Rimsburg because he never quit. And Rimsburg said, well, we may be friends outside of here. Inside of here, it's all business, and you were unresponsive, so I called the match. I thought this was a great explanation of a backstory and uh, an explanation of what happened. So I thought that was really well done. Uh, Eddie, uh, Eddie, along with uh, Penta and, and uh, Phoenix, appeared they were going to beat up Poor Rimsburg, but John Moxley made the save. Uh, Eddie Kingston said that he was picking Moxley's opponent for a world title match this week, and that turned out to be the Butcher. And so uh, Moxley and the Butcher had a nice little brutal match, but obviously uh, we know the the Butcher is not going to win the world title here. Uh, but they still had a pretty uh, pretty good match, and uh, uh, Moxley gets the win, and. Uh, as we go off here on AEW on uh, yet another solid show from, from AEW. Uh, this week on AEW, as we mentioned, of course, the TNT championship on the line with the dog collar match, which uh, should be phenomenal. Probably the main event 30 years of Jericho celebration. Uh, as we mentioned, the, the, the mini feud that he's having with Luther, a longtime rival and, and, uh, and friend, Uh, outside of the ring and so the chaos effect will take on the inner circle chaos effect being luther and serpentico will take on chris jericho and jake hager uh they'll probably do a a pretty uh, what uh, will probably be a a tremendous retrospective of chris jericho's career Uh, i I, I expect little clips all throughout the show minus wwe highlights (laughs) yes that's not happening uh the brush with greatness the 20 minute brush with greatness ftr is going to take on the hybrid too uh and uh oh this can be fun a couple big boys for the ftw championship brian cage against will hobbs that should be really good yeah i'm excited for. i still think a lot of people that just regularly watch dynamite don't know much about will hobbs yet and I think I think this is going to be a really good showcase for him. Uh, Big Swole going to take on Serena Deeb, and so uh, a pretty loaded lineup there for this week. The uh, the A Show SmackDown Live or, or Friday Night SmackDown, um, kick things off with uh, Roman Reigns. And uh, said, uh, do not call him the tribal chief until Jay Uso proclaims that he's the tribal chief. So uh, he, he proclaimed to Paul Heyman to not call him that any longer until he is acknowledged by Jay. Which I'm assuming is going to be this deep. So the big gigantic stipulation of their Hell in a Cell match. Yeah. I'm assuming like the winner has to call the the loser. The loser has to call the winner the tribal chief or or, yeah. or something or something along those lines. So 
Um, Jay comes out, says if Jimmy didn't throw in the towel, the championship would have been Jay's right now. We laugh because Jay was getting his ass beat. Um, Roman Reigns said uh, uh, he was trying to do Jay a favor by putting him in the main event, putting a payday in his pocket for his wife and kids. Reigns says he loves Jay. He loves Jay more than a brother, more than he loves Jay more than his brother. And uh, Reigns said he's been there for Jay his whole life. And all he wanted to do was raise him up. And all that Jay had to do was acknowledge him as the tribal chief. Uh, Ray rain said that Jay embarrassed Roman and the whole family while breaking Jay's heart. Great heel move, making it look like Jay's the bad guy now uh, with great points, by the way, this has been a tremendous fucking story. Probably going to be up there for WWE feud of the year in this COVID era. This has been probably some of the best storytelling that they've done all year. Story wise. Uh, I would absolutely agree. Yeah. Um, Rain said uh, that Jay can't even look him in his eye. And all he can see is that universal title. And Rain says, if you want another shot, it's yours at Hell in a Cell. And he said the match will have the highest stakes that any match has ever had in WWE history. Reigns gives Jay a, a very awkward hug. Said something in his ear. I think he said something like, I love you, man. Like it, Very weird. Roman getting all uh, uh, all brotherly. And uh, Jay says, whatever the stakes are, you're on us. And so here we are. Uh, the rematch that we were asking for. There's some, a lot of times we aren't asking for rematches. We were asking for a rematch here, and, and we're glad it's going to happen at Hell in a Cell. It should be good. It should the lead up again, the lead up that's been a great story. So that this, this lead up should be good. Uh, very excited for it. And as Matt said, probably that is the stakes. Honestly, honestly, that should be the that should be WWE's tagline at this point. WWE yeah. run it back because that's all they that's all they fucking do anymore is just run the same matches back over and over and over again. And run, I was excited. Yeah, look, I was excited about Keith Lee and Braun Strowman until they did the count out brawl afterwards, and I groaned. I'm like, oh my god, we're gonna see this twelve more times over the course of the rest of the year. Yeah, we all know Braun's going to Raw. Yeah. In the draft. Yeah. So it's just like, oh my God, like this this is gonna be brutal <clears throat> of how much we're gonna have to like put up with this. Um going forward. It's just gonna be like, oh my god. AJ Styles comes out, uh says he's the one that deserves a shot, not Jay not Jay. And uh Jay then takes him down and we get ourselves a match. Uh, a great little match with uh, AJ Styles and Jimmy Uso, uh, and how about uh, how about old old AJ Styles putting over Jay uh, putting over or Jay Uso? I'm sorry. Yeah, how about uh, AJ putting over Jay here? Ah, uh, you can't you can't hate it. Like, and honestly, look, if Jay is going in for the title shot in Hell in a Cell, Jay needs this win. Yeah, like, yeah. he 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 had the win. Yeah, that was a, that was pretty impressive to see him uh, beating AJ Styles in a one on one match. And a very good match at that, too. Uh, AJ probably getting moved to Raw so he can get away from Paul Heyman. Yeah, I can't I can't really envision them keeping him on the same show. Yeah, and, and AJ says he wants to see his kids play sports, and being on Mondays is, is easier to do that with, so. 
uh, Sami Zayn pulling a, a uh, Medusa by throwing the, the, what he calls the fake intercontinental title in the trash. <laughs> oh, uh, Otis took on John Morrison in a very short match. Uh, we get, we're getting the, uh, the court case next week. I don't know where this is going. If they screw Otis out of this money in the bank thing, I've heard, uh, I think this is from, uh, from Alvarez. Um, I think I've heard that, uh, the plans for what they were going to do with Otis and this contract have changed many times. Yeah. Hold on. I got a tweet from Russell votes. Oh, that I want to pull up today regarding this. Yeah. I like how Otis has used the Vader bomb for his finisher. Yeah, Russell Votes tweeted nine hours ago. Um, there have been multiple pitched ideas to remove the Money in the Bank briefcase from Otis and to make the storyline a main focus again, some of which are really decent ideas, I've been told. However, and this is a big however, Otis's biggest fan is Vince. So right now, no go. I'm sure it'll be an entertaining segment next week uh Sheamus and Shorty G had a very short match uh Kevin Owens the KO show uh sporting a uh uh Street Profits shirt very cool to rep the old profits uh Alexa Bliss is his guest uh KO basically questioning why Alexa is uh, you know, allowing herself to be under the spell of the fiend. And uh, we all know where this was headed, right, Matt? Oh, yeah. The lights go out, the fiend with the mandible claw. It seemed like he had that claw in a very long time, too. Um, yeah, we all knew that was coming when he kept uh, pressing on those questions with Alexa. Uh, six-man tag match, Matt Riddle, Kalisto, and Grand Metalik against Corbin, Cesaro, and Shinsuke. The good guys get the win, but the uh, Lucha House Party continues to fight. Uh, they have unveiled the lady behind uh, the vignettes, which we all knew was Carmella, thanks to the tattoo. And uh, Carmella saying that... Um, uh, she's no longer here to dance around and uh, she's not our princess anymore. And, uh, and uh, she's untouchable unless she doesn't want to be, which I don't know what she meant by that, but okay. Uh, Sasha Banks. uh, Came out for a promo, basically saying that she's going to take the title off of Bailey at Helena. There's no way. There's no way no, they said they're having a match next week on SmackDown. Oh, that ain't gonna. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's no way that match is happening. No, there's no fucking way. That ain't gonna have a finish. We're ending this, I don't, dude. At... I don't even think. I don't even think the match is gonna start. Yeah, we're ending this at Hell in a Cell. Uh, the draft begins Friday, and uh, concludes Monday. Always like draft night. Those are always fun. Um. Sometimes the shows aren't the greatest, but it's always cool to see what happens and who goes where. Honestly, I'd, I'd rather them go back to the format where it's a SmackDown guy wrestling a Raw guy and the winning brand gets the, the lottery pick on the screen 
So at least that way, the lot there's no logic that has to be involved with who goes where. You don't have to be like, well, why did they pick her? Why did they pick him? Yeah. You know, if it's just Raw and SmackDown, they're battling. You know, SmackDown wins. They get they get the random lottery pick on the screen. Like yeah. I, I don't know what way they're doing it this go round, but I would prefer it to be that way because last time they were drafting people from these brands in rounds. It was like, why the fuck are these guys taking, like they took like Humberto in like the second round or, or some ridiculous shit on, on the last draft. And it just didn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. So like, I would prefer them to, you know, to not do that. Um, we'll see. Uh, Big E mentioned, well, uh, he wants his hands on Seamus before they get split up in the draft which means they're probably getting split up in the draft. Uh, so he wants a falls count anywhere match, which will happen on the draft edition of SmackDown along with Kevin Owens. The, 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 the card for Friday SmackDown is, is pretty stacked. Yep. Kevin Owens and the fiend and it'll be the fiend his first match on SmackDown. Uh, the fiend is usually uh, just on pay-per-view. So uh, we'll actually have the fiend have a match on SmackDown on draft night, as well as Biggie, Seamus, Falls count anywhere. Sasha Bailey, which we expect is either not going to happen or be no contest. Um, put your money on that main event for the intercontinental title. Sami Zayn, Jeff Hardy, no surprise who was going to win here, but yet still a very entertaining match with these guys. Um, it's so good to see Sami Zayn wrestling at full speed. Once again, uh, we did not get that at WrestleMania. We got it in that ladder match. We're getting it now. So it's good to see Sami Zayn back to the wrestler that we know he can be. Um, but uh, uh, to no surprise, thanks to uh, that exposed turnbuckle, Sami Zayn got the win to retain the title in, again, what was a, a very good SmackDown. And then Raw happened last night. <laughs> There's some good parts. There's some bad parts. Um, yeah, well, look, it wasn't a terrible show, but it wasn't great either. Yeah, we'll talk about the main part of the show here when we get there, but uh, we kick things off. Randy Orton cutting a promo about what he did to the Legends last week, and uh, Drew Drew McIntyre barges in and, and beats the shit out of him before, uh, before the officials break it up. Um, decent little segment there. Uh, six women tag, Oscar, Dana Brooke, Mandy Rose, took on Natalia, Lana, and Zelina Vega. And as I said in the open, uh, Lana just went through another table. <laughs> as uh, the good girls got the win in a fairly quick match, about five minutes, and then the return of Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler, who are now medically cleared, which is kayfabe. They were just held out due to COVID concerns. Um, uh, they were going to put Natalia through a table, and and uh, and Lana grabbed Natalia, and then Nia Jax puts Lana through the table for like the 80th time this, since Miro debuted on AEW. <laughs> not a coincidence matt not a coincidence no it's not at all uh our truth with a mock draft board with uh with uh little jimmy going uh, uh they're splitting up little jimmy and our truth according to our truth's mock draft board and the other carmella was on there too i thought that was funny for those that remember when carmella and uh who was the other Carmella? Was it? I don't know. Our truth called both Mandy and Dana Brooks the other Carmella on Raw Talk last week. Yeah, I don't know if it was. 
might have been Charlotte or it was somebody that he saw from behind that was blonde and I don't know. I thought it was Cameron. I don't know. But uh, uh, he he slips uh, over a mop bucket and uh, Drew Gulak, who was dressed as a custodian. That was another funny part. Our truth calling him Randy Orton. <laughs> uh, Bring it me, Randy Orton. Our truth is just so fucking hilarious. It's, it's great. He consistently makes chicken salad and chicken chip. Other way around, but yeah. Or no, you're right. Never mind. Yeah, whatever. Uh, MVP talking to Mustafa Ali, Apollo Cruz, and Ricochet. Uh, he's still trying to recruit for the Hurt business before the draft comes up. Um, uh, Ali says no. We we chuckle because we know what's happening later. Uh, uh, Apollo Cruz says no. Uh, Ricochet's thinking about it, Matt. Ricochet should have taken him on the deal. He should have. I think he, he might in the end. You never know. At least he wouldn't be jobbing all the time. Uh. Rollins and Murphy in the ring as they uh, face Mysterio and, and Humberto Carrillo. I don't think we've seen this kind of mix before, huh? <laughs> oh. Now, uh, to be honest, though, I think WWE, run it back. I think uh, I think there's a good future of putting Mysterio and Carrillo together as as a permanent tag team. I think there's a good future there, Matt. I think there's a lot more that they could do with Dominic than stick him in a tag team with void of charisma that is Humberto Carrillo. Well, they're going to eventually run out of, of uh, uh, things to do with him and Seth. So, <laughs> um, uh, Of course, the big thing was uh, uh, Rollins demanding an apology and then Murphy saying that he should be the one that gets the apology. That's when uh, Carrillo and, and Mysterio came out, tag match, and uh, Rollins and Murphy get the win. Murphy gets the pin and then walks off. I think I think the whole thing with Murphy and Rollins is just a charade to further fuck with the Mysterios. I think so too. And Aaliyah's going to join them. So. No, I don't think so. I think I oh. think it'll be one. I think it'll be one of those. I never cared about you to begin with. I was just. Oh, Murphy's going to be a dick. The, fucking with you for the greater good. Make, no, type Mur- of deal. Oh, yeah, I, no, like, I, I think, like that book. I think I like- Murphy and Rollins are in cahoots right now. I think they're doing it just to. I like further that. break apart the Mysterio family. I like that. I like that booking. Actually, I, I like that booking. Uh, Adam Pierce talking with Braun Strowman. Braun wants uh, wants a fight since there's no Raw Underground. They kind of pulled Raw Underground back out the last couple of weeks with the COVID thing. Um, Pierce said that uh, he is not a Raw superstar yet, um, but he can make yeah, an under. Give, give, give it four days. But he, he can make an unsanctioned match, and uh, Braun's all right with that. And who shows up but Keith Lee? We all get excited until we realize we're going to see this 20 times, as Matt just said. Uh, the KO show with Bray Wyatt as his guest, but Bray Wyatt actually didn't show up. He just showed up in the form of a a Firefly Funhouse. Um. That's where we uh, learn that it's going to be The Fiend and Owens in SmackDown. A lot of people guessing that uh, Aleister Black may join uh, a line with The Fiend. They may end up on the same show, Matt. I, I don't know about all that. And uh, as we mentioned earlier, Braun Strowman and Keith Lee never really got going. They just 
did all the big spots, uh, busted through a barricade, busted through the video wall, went off the stage, all that fun stuff. So, uh, bunch of bunch of huge bumps from those two guys in a short amount of time. Our uh, truth, it was like a triple threat match inside of a garbage dumpster. That's that that's literally what happened uh, for the twenty four seven title. Our truth got his baby back. Congrats to the 42-time 24-7 champion. Seriously, R-Truth is going to get the title back for the 247th time, and they're going to retire it. I think that's the end game with the 24-7 title. He's going to retire. He's got a long way to go to get to 247, but that's my guess. Oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> six-man tag cruise ricochet or actually not six-man tag regular tag cruise and ricochet with mustafa ali at ringside taking on the hurt business lashley and shelton benjamin with uh the hurt business getting the win there um maura leah and murphy talking uh more of the hurt business trash talking ali and Ali's standing. Boy, Ali's pretty confident there by himself against the Hurt Business, isn't he, Matt? Wonder why. Uh, that leads to Ali and MVP later on in the night. Uh, then we got uh, the whole Rollins and Murphy fallout where uh, Murphy started beating the shit out of Rollins with the kendo stick. And um, then Ro- then Murphy, uh, then Rollins begging for mercy but then ends up uh, uh, turning and uh, uh, eye gouging Murphy. And then Aaliyah comes out and then the Mysterios come out and all that stuff. Uh, Aaliyah saving Murphy. Poor naive woman, huh? Yep. Uh, That's my opinion anyway. The uh, NXT or NXT, the uh, WWE women's tag team championship matchup next now that uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler are on television, they faced the Riot Squad. Brutal matches. Uh, they pretty much decimated Ruby Riot. Uh, Baszler did pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty brutally and decisively uh, as they get the win there. Mustafa Ali took on MVP. Uh, MVP was getting beat up, so he just said, "Ah, screw it." Lashley, Benjamin, get in the ring with me. And uh, so uh, they were getting ready to beat down Ali when the lights start flickering. Retribution shows up and uh, MVP asks Ali, are you with him? Ali acts like he is with him. But uh, so then it looks like Ali is, is aligning with the Hurt Business to attack Retribution. When Ali gets out of the ring, faces T-Bar and uh, uh, Mace. Uh, isn't that Mace? Is that... Uh, who, uh, oh, what's Dio is? Uh, yeah, I think that's Mace. Uh, face slapdick is Shane Thorne. <laughs> Slap, slapdick and teabag. And, and, and MVP used Matt's name for T bar. MVP called him teabag on Raw. I'm sure Matt popped hard for that one, didn't he? <laughs> oh, you, you had to, you, I'm stressing out over here, JV. Yeah, I see the Lakers are up five on mine. I'm behind you. Yeah, probably. they're up by five over here, but I'm just too close for comfort right now, man. You you definitely popped when uh, MVP called him teabag, though. Uh, dude, I like the hurt business, man. Like, I do too. I just, 
I think it's the best thing Raw's had as far as storylines throughout this era. You know, I mean, they're doing great stories on SmackDown, but I, I think overall, if you're looking for a good story on Raw, it's been it's been it's been the hurt business. It, it's so, it's rejuvenated MVP's career. It's rejuvenated Shelton Benjamin. It's reinvigorated Bobby Lashley. It will rejuvenate. I think, I think Cedric's got. I think Cedric's got the, the COVID or something. Yeah, I'm, for yeah. him for him to be off TV the last two weeks, I think. Uh, I think there's a reason. I think there's a reason for that. Eventually, when Cedric comes back, it'll rejuvenate him. I would really like to see Ricochet join the group before the draft, so then he's kind of protected. That stays with the Hurt Business. I would. I would not hate, but it almost seems like the Hurt Business might be going face now with Retribution. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's really, it's a really a what side are you on type of deal. So, it could easily have Ricochet join them, and they could be a face group, a group of five, and. Uh, I just said a group of five, Matt. You know what's coming up in November? Survivor Series. Yeah. Are we going to get Hurt Business and Retribution at Survivor Series? I mean, it's possible. I'll tell you what, though. Because I, I don't think WWE as a brand give a damn enough about the, the, the about Retribution right now to form a team to go up against them. I'll tell you this right now, though. Ali uh, revealed as the leader is the best thing that's happened to Retribution so far. I think it's an anchor. I, look, I look, I know Ali hasn't had the had the best luck on in, in pushes in WWE right now, but I I really don't think this is a good long term investment for his character right now. I mean, sure, I, we don't like the group, but they're heavily prominently featured, and he's the leader of it, so it is a big thing for Ali. And, you know, so I, I, it could be, it, it, it could be what saves retribution, to be honest, depending on where it goes. So, um, then we get the main event, uh, Drew McIntyre, Street Profits took on Randy Orton, Ziggler and Rude. Uh, really odd ending. It was uh, or or uh, Orton hits an RKO on McIntyre, and then they go off the air. It was like I don't know if they were running out of time or what, but it was just a an odd abrupt ending to Raw. But hey, that's par for the course for this show. But hey, it was a better show than <laughs> last week. It was a better show than last week. So Matt's clapping. They must have made a basket here. I'm behind Matt, so there we go. Lakers up seven now, two minutes to go. Uh, they oh, have... So freaking out, man. <laughs> uh, the Rock has revealed the cast for NBC's Young Rock, which will... Uh, uh, a new show coming out here soon. Uh, Bradley Constant is going to be playing Young Rock. Uh, Stacy Leilua is playing Ada Johnson, Rock's mother. Joseph Lee Anderson playing Rocky Johnson. Uh, Yuli Latukifu is playing 20-year-old Dwayne Johnson. So there's multiple versions of Dwayne Johnson in this show. Um, there's even a 10-year-old version of Dwayne Johnson. So it's going to be interesting. 11-episode uh, 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 first season. It is uh, slated to be a mid-season debut 
So I'm not sure when it's going to debut. If it, mid-season debut tells me maybe this January or is it next year? I don't know. With COVID, I don't really even know what's yeah, going well, on. Who, so. Dude, who knows? Like, there's no new TV really set up. Yeah. Um, for for the year now, with nope. you know, just like nobody had time to film anything. Breaking news. Like, I don't. I don't really think we're getting a whole lot of you know, uh, a TV. You know, this fall as far as new, new show, new show seasons and whatnot. No, what are you doing? God. <laughs> uh, breaking news, but it appears to be storyline for NXT injuries. Uh, WWE has announced that Velveteen Dream has suffered a fractured wrist against Kushida. Uh, Adam Cole suffered broken ribs and contusions. So obviously the injury updates we wanted to know, we do not get. So Yeah, that sounds all story to me. John Cena appeared on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon as he has started to finally uh, bring guests back in uh, with COVID, uh, discuss uh, all his all his John's projects, including Fast and Furious, Um when they, they did bring up the WWE, Cena said he's not done being an in-ring performer, but obviously inactive. Um, but he's not been in the ring for the last time. He will be back, he says. But I think yeah. he's going to do, do the Undertaker thing. I think we're going to see him for like WrestleMania every year. Yeah, because... Doing, uh, doing some kind of program there, then disappearing for a year. And, I mean, he is... He's about to get busy. Uh, like, he's going to... He's starring in the spinoff... Suicide Squad spinoff that's going to be on HBO Max. He is going to be the lead actor in the Fast the Furious franchise now. It's going to be like Rock. He's taking over Vin Diesel's role. Well, he's going to have like the one of the prominent roles or one of the main roles. So yeah, but I mean, how many more Fast and Furious movies can they really do at this point? Twenty one. And look, and look, look. Is that a joke, or is that have they said that? No, I, I, I it could be real. I, I'm oh, just joking, okay. but I'm no, joking, okay. but it could be real. No, but like, I, look, I, I love the Fast and the Furious movies. I, I absolutely yeah. adore them, and I, and I, yeah, and I can't wait for the ninth one just because Han's back, and I want to know how the fuck Han, Han. Oh, that was the dagger. That was the dagger. It hit the Davis. Oh, right there. It's, it, that's right. Right. But yes, speaking of fast, I want I want to see how I want to see how Han is alive. You know, dude should be dead, but he ain't. So I'm excited to see that. Um, uh, it's kind of weird that John Cena's playing Vin Diesel's brother. Um, <laughs> that should be interesting. Um, but ooh, dude, I think it's I think we're about to go three one. Is it Lakers and five like the entire playoffs? Is it Lakers and five, JB? Tell me it's Lakers and five. Yeah, maybe. No, 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 I need to hear you say it. I need to hear you say Lakers and five. Uh, Give it to a, me. It wasn't a dominating win, so I can't exactly say they're going to come out and. Yeah, but I mean, neither Anthony Davis or LeBron really played like a superhero level game either, and they're still looking like they're about to win. They're up by nine with 39 seconds left. Hey, yo. So come on, tell, give it to come on, come on, JB, give it to me. Give me a Lakers in five. Give it to me. Come on, come on, come on, buddy. I'm not committing to it. I'm not come on to it. Make me happy. You can make I, me really happy if you say it. I can't commit to it. 
Marcho is going to be so mad at you that you wouldn't say like five. He's going to be so mad at you. He's going to come at you. He's going to come at you. I know he will. <laughs> you going to tell him to shut up? Oh, Dan Marcho, he just told you to shut up. You better go at him hard. You better go at him hard. There. <laughs> I know they, oh, they, oh, yeah, oh, okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. It's still up seven. Some sad news out of NXT. Unfortunately, for the third time in her career, Tegan Knox has torn her ACL. Yeah, good lord, man. Yeah, unfortunate. But uh, hopefully, she can uh, push through once more and in return. Uh, she's a hell of a talent, still very young. So you know, wish the best for Tegan in uh, in her recovery uh, from a third torn ACL. Lakers in five <laughs> uh jeff hardy's scheduled a court appearance in um moore county court in north carolina uh has been pushed back it was supposed to be on uh september 30th it has been pushed back to october 22nd now due to court closures from the pandemic uh he was arrested over just over a year ago october 3rd of last year um careless driving and uh, and uh whatnot pretty sad thing there failed a sobriety test and um so there uh that's getting pushed back a few more weeks uh the rock announced that the xfl will return in 2022 so not uh not the uh, uh new year here but a year from now obviously smart with covid still not going away because people are idiots um yeah xfl now is going to kick off in 2022 yeah don't kick it off till you're ready don't freaking rush into anything right now do it right billy corgan uh gave a yet another update on the status of nwa uh his uh message on instagram was as follows one year ago we shot our first episode of nwa power suffice to say it's been a crazy ride ever since from trending number one worldwide on our debut to successful pay-per-views to having to stop many plans due to the plague to uh rosa appearing with the nwa women's championship on all elite wrestling to now adding our voice to the collective that is primetime live on the United Wrestling Network. I can only say to our fans, to our great fans, hang in there. We are currently talking about bringing back power very soon, even if it means we can't have fans in the stands because we just want to get back to work. It's been nice to see our friend and former champion Tim Storm here. If anyone can lead us out of this, it's a man or woman like him who gives it all he or she's got when the chips are down. This sounds more grim than I mean because, yeah, we're still here, still kicking, getting ready to rock. So good news, Matt. Sounds like uh, they may start filming Power with no crowd at least, but it'll be good to get Power back. Look, I I know they said they didn't want to do it, but, I mean, this has been going on for so long at this point. Like, they need to do something. They need to get back. They need to get back in in, in the eyes of the fans. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, and they're going to have a lot of work to do to, get back the momentum they had. I mean, they had a lot of momentum, but now it's kind of gone. So, Yeah, their momentum is non-existent right now. 
I mean, the, the only presence really, if anybody feeling in the NWA right now is what Thunder Rose is doing in AEW. Because like I like I said, I don't really, I really truly believe no one's watching that that UWN stuff. Like I just, I don't, I don't believe it. I, no, because don't. I don't think anybody's gonna pay. It's like TNA back in the day. How many people really paid ten bucks a month to watch that? Maybe Dude, that was a week. That was ten bucks a week. Or ten bucks a week. Oh, that's what it's, this is. It's seven bucks a week. So yeah, but but like, but look back in the day when when people were desperate for more wrestling on their televisions and they, and NWA and TNA presented that option with a, with a really great roster. Yeah. That's the thing. Me and my friends got together every week. We all pitch, we'd all pitch in $2. We'd order, we'd order some pizza and, you know, and we freaking, and we'd watch the show at my friend's house every week, you know? So it like, there was still like, there was a need like at that time, there was hardly any wrestling on TV at all. You had Raw and you had SmackDown, and that was it. Yeah. So, like, now you've got Raw, you got SmackDown, you got NXT, you have AEW, you have Impact, you have MLW. Like, uh, you have Ring of Honor. I mean, there's so many, many, so many money wrestling products out there right now that you can watch for free. Like, I don't understand why anybody's going to be paying for this product right now. I yeah, just and, don't. And, and, and just like last week when we ran down the card, it, you know, it's all UWN. It's like maybe one match, including NWA wrestlers. So it's not like, you know, it, it's, it's only known to people in the Indies that, that watch indie wrestling, like with a passion and know every promotion. And look, and look, I'm ha- look, I'm happy for all the indie talent that's getting the payday right now because they all desperately need it. But it, just because they desperately need the payday doesn't mean I want to watch them right now either. You know, if I want to watch independent talent that I don't know, I will watch AEW Dark every Tuesday, which I do do. Mm-hmm. Um, I will be watching it, actually, right after we're done recording. I'll, I'll load up AEW Dark and, and watch it on my laptop while I'm watching Lakers uh, post-game stuff on the, uh, on the TV. So... Um, well... What was uh, Jared Briscoe's big announcement? Did you catch that at all? It's it's been it's been one gimmick thing after another. If you wait until next week to hear oh. what he's going to say, like I'm already to the point where I just don't fucking care. Uh, there has been a four horsemen trademark filed by Arn Anderson. And let me just say this, Ric Flair, you are a dumb motherfucker. To have not trademarked the four horsemen after all these fucking years. Woo! You are a dumb, dumb, dumb man. Woo! Yes, yes. Woo. woo, you can woo all you want. Doesn't change the fact that you dumb. Uh ratings for this week. Uh both see increases AEW 866 while NXT 732. In that ever important eighteen to forty nine demo, AEW point three three eight and <sighs> NXT point one nine. Uh, SmackDown continued to stay steady, a hair over two million, two point oh four million, uh, a slight increase of eleven thousand from the week before. Monday Night Raw faced two Monday Night games and did not fare well. They dropped down 
about 150,000 viewers to 1.68 million. Uh, this ain't good, but uh, it has been announced a report from WrestlingInc.com that WWE is going to be taking over talent Twitch accounts starting next month. If I'm if I'm that WWE, if I'm on those WWE talents, I'm like fucking make me. Yeah, that's horseshit. I loved I loved Paige's tweet earlier this week. I missed it. What She's was like, it? I've learned a lot about unionizing today, mm. or something along those lines. I did see that tweet. And I was just like. Fuck yeah, Paige. Don't be taking that shit. It's fucking ridiculous. It, it's, fu- it's, it's fucking garbage. WWE should, be fucking, WWE should be ashamed of themselves. Not only do they want to take over these people's Twitch's account, they want they, they, they only want to give the, the wrestlers a portion of the money that they make off of it, and they want it to count against their downside guarantee. Like, fuck you. It was a stupid idea from Bad Creative. A stupid idea from an old senile man that freaking needs to retire. Shut up! Shut the fuck up, man. Uh, the trial of the ta- uh, Randy Orton's tattoo artist. This, this talk is making a fucking stupid. Against, uh, I don't know who it's against. Is it against 2K or is it against Ukes? I guess it's against both. I don't know. Uh, it's been pushed back to, the trial's been pushed back to February 16th now uh, because of COVID. I don't I, look. Maybe you can educate me and maybe and help me understand this because I don't. Ha- I don't have a tattoo. Okay, I've never had a tattoo. I never will have a tattoo. It's just not my thing to have hot ink burned against my flesh. Um, but if I get something tattooed on my body, how in the hell can you tell me that I can't use it in any fucking video game? Yeah, I don't know. Like it, 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 this makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure this artist is going to be burning their money because I don't think they're going to win. But I'm, I'm honestly, I'm shocked it's gone this far. Uh, Kenny Omega doing a recent interview, uh, talking about the potential AEW video game. I'm hyped, brother. Hopefully, Ukes is involved in that. I don't think they are. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know who's honest to God. I don't know who's involved. Um, um, I feel like I feel like if Ukes was involved, I'd know about it. Um, due to, yeah. due, to you know, due to my tie-ins and connections within within the industry, yeah. I feel like I feel like if Ukes was involved, I would know. Um, I think Ukes is working on a wrestling game of some sorts, but I I, I would have to assume it's for New Japan. Um, because I I have not heard anything regarding um, a deal with AEW and Ukes. The last I heard was that AEW and Ukes talked, and like this was this was several months ago, several months ago, and AEW presented Ukes with a figure of what they were willing to pay, and Ukes pretty much laughed them off. Mm. Um, so apparently, like they're they're looking for a a very Ukes is looking for a very big number. To make a, to make another wrestling game for 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 a company, and uh, apparently what AEW is offering, which I heard was in the which was in the one million range, um, is not sufficient enough for for Ukes to 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 make their game. So take take that for what it's worth. That's that I, I heard that 
maybe like five or six months ago. So like we know the game, we know the game's in development because Kenny Omega ain't fucking lying. Like so, the, the the game's being worked on, but but the the question is who's who's working on it, and that that is the million dollar question right now that we don't know. Yeah. In, in a dream scenario, they got a bunch of people together that used to work on the Aki engine, and they're doing it in house. I I don't know if that I don't know if that's accurate or not. I I, I don't know. I, I know Aubrey Edwards is working very closely with the game. Um, I know Kenny's working very closely with the game, and I know that I know they had I know they had serious interest in the Aki engine for a while. Um, so if they could have secu- if they could have secured some of the 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 game designers that worked on the Aki engine back in the day, or even the Day of Reckoning. Um, engine from the GameCube, which was very much a uh, a playoff of the Aki engine. Um, we could be, you know, we could be getting something really special, but I I, I don't know. I and, I and I feel like we're probably a ways away until we see any type of, you know, like footage or screenshots or or anything from this game. I we probably won't see anything until next year. Um, I would love to be wrong on that. Um, but I, but I don't think I am. Um, and when's Retromania wrestling? Does that come out this month? Uh, it's coming out this year. <laughs> um, they have not, they have not nailed down an actual date yet. What, uh, what system um, did you get yours on? I have not pre-ordered it yet to oh. believe it or not. Um, I, I, I don't really wish to pre-order until, until we have a solid date. Yeah. I think I'm, I think I'm going Xbox. I went switch. Um, yeah, I, I just don't use my Xbox anymore. So I mean, really, the only thing I play on my Switch is Animal Crossing. Um, and so I mean, I guess I, I guess it would give me some some something to play on Switch. But I, I but I also feel like if I get it on Xbox and I love it enough, I might buy it on Switch too. Yeah. So I mean, Xbox is my main console. That's where I that's where I game. You know, if I'm, if I'm gonna game on a console, uh, I'm gaming on the box. So. I, I like. I feel like that's where I'll end up getting it. But I would also be inclined if I really love it that yeah, maybe I'll grab it for the Switch and you know have something to play on the go. I think it's eventually coming out on PS4 too. But I think it's coming for everything, isn't it? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'd have to look back on it. Um, speaking of John Cena and Fast and Furious, it has been pushed back again. Uh, it'll now be released in May of 2021 because uh, theaters are closing up again because they're not getting any business. Yeah, I heard all. I heard Regal's uh, shut down for the rest of the year after the uh, after the Bond movie got delayed. We like, have, yeah, uh, we're we out. Yeah, and there's rumors now that Wonder Woman 84 is gonna pop right to streaming, um, um, which I would be all for because I need yeah. my superhero movies pretty bad i know that they kept pushing that back because i don't want to have it go to streaming yeah um yeah we have marcus theaters around here and they closed up everything but the downtown theater is still open though so they've got one theater open i would i wouldn't look i love going to the movies and i've always gone going to the movies it's i love going opening weekend to a to a you know to a new superhero movie and enjoying the shit out of it but like even if they opened one right now, like if Black Widow opened this weekend, I wouldn't go to the movie. I wouldn't go. Yeah, 
Like, it's just, it's not fucking safe. And you, you got to be fucking smart right now. And there's so many people out there that aren't being smart, which is depressing, you know, but what, what can you do? Uh, the best of NXT in progress wrestling has been added to the WWE network. So you can see uh, matches such as Adam Cole against Mark Haskins from 2013. Uh, Prince Devitt. AKA Finn Balor taking on Zack Sabre Jr. in 2014. Uh, Tomasa Champa taking on Big Damo, who's a Killian Dane. That was in 2015. Uh, got a Gargano match against Mark Haskins in 2016. Uh, Tegan Knox, known as Nixon Newell back then, uh, taking on Jenny in 2017. Kyle O'Reilly in uh, 2019. Uh, so uh, you can see a bunch of. Uh, of current NXT superstars in some matches that were as old as seven years old. So pretty cool there. Pretty cool uh, addition. Uh, it's been announced another furloughed producer has been returned to the company. Uh, been uh, uh, out, of, out of work since April, but Scott Armstrong is now back working with WWE as producer. Uh, he worked NXT takeover on Sunday. On uh, Jamie Noble on Monday too. Yep. Um, and uh, ooh, some interesting news here. Uh, former WWE producer and former Impact Wrestling star Sarah Stock arrested Sunday in Evansville, Indiana, charged with aggressive or aggravated battery, resisting law enforcement, disorderly conduct, and public intoxication. Yeah, that don't sound good. No, she sounds crazy. Um, she was released last month after spending several months on furlough uh, from the WWE. Of course, uh, she was known as Sarita, tagging with Zelina Vega, back then known as Thea Trinidad, back in the Impact Wrestling days. Uh, it has been announced that the uh, one of the, the, the better reality shows on TV, Ms. and Mrs., is going to be returning next month, November 12th. It's weird to say next month in November in the same sentence, but that is true. Next, uh, November 12th at 9.30 Central, 10.30 Eastern will be the return of Ms. and Mrs. Best reality show on TV. Not even close. Bailey crossing a milestone. Her two title reigns with the SmackDown title have now crossed 500 days. And in her tweet, she put 500 days as your SmackDown Women's Champion. Suck it, Michael Cole. <laughs> Hilarious. I mean that's that's an that's an impressive co- combined reign, man. For two reigns, all, yeah. To think all of her reigns have surpassed over five hundred days of that title, it's crazy. Uh, an interesting corporate move: WWE elects Erica Nardini to the board of directors. She was uh, formerly the uh, CEO of Barstool Sports, and now uh, it's a weird, it's a weird move. Yeah. Uh, some sad news. Uh, probably due to the uh, COVID, but unfortunately Netflix has reversed course and canceled glow. It will not uh, resume production for its fourth season. Netflix is net Netflix, Netflix commented to, I think it was still a Hollywood reporter and they definitely, they, they said it was, it was the decision to cancel the show was, was COVID related because of the nature of the show. Yeah. 
um, you know, you know the the very close physical acting that the that the cast had to do. Yeah, is is the reason they decided to cancel. It sucks, but yeah. I mean, look, no one's saying that they couldn't eventually, you know, maybe bring it back once everything blows over. But like, I, I get why they did it. It sucks that it was revealed afterwards that uh, Taya Valkyrie was going to be a part of the fourth season. Yeah, and she'd even uh, she did some uh, some work for the for the season already before all the shutdowns happened. So that really sucks for her. Um, yeah, on Monday, Ring of Honor's uh Twitter account they released a vignette on EC3, uh, his debut coming very soon. You've been warned. Uh, Warner Brothers has removed Black Adam from its planned December 2021 release date as they shift a number of films due to COVID, which uh, makes sense. They haven't even got even had a chance to start filming the damn thing yet. Yeah, uh, so. Everything has been pushed back in production there. Uh, Alpha Opco, a subsidiary of Alpha, uh, uh, took over ownership of all registered and pending trademarks and patents and and website registrations that were previously owned by Alpha Entertainment. Uh, Basically, uh, Rock's company taking over all of the uh, IPs for the XFL. They, they paid for it. Makes sense. Yep. Angel Garza noted on his YouTube channel, he has a slight, slight tear of his left quad. Expects to be back in about a month or so. Riddick Moss announced he'd been working with a torn ACL the whole time. Doing all the uh, Raw Underground stuff, which is insane. WWE files for six new trademarks, including... Kaylee Ray, A Kid, Amali, Amir Jordan, and uh, Aofi Valkyrie. Uh, basically, uh, I think a lot, most of those are basically related to NXT UK. And uh, well, it's a good time to get things cleaned up uh, when your your tag partner is going to be out for over a year. So Eric decided Eric from uh, the Viking Raiders decided to go under the knife as well and uh, fix some things that have been going on in his arm. Might as well, right, Matt? Yeah, well, yeah. Take care of it when you have the chance. Yeah. So that's going to do it for this edition of Lost in the Midcard. I'd like to thank SpiderDuck.net for being our host, enabling us to be on iTunes, Spotify, and any of your favorite podcasting apps. All you got to do is search for Lost in the Midcard. Hit that subscribe button. That way you know every time a new episode comes your way every Wednesday. And uh, we're also on the YouTube. If you normally listen to us on the podcast, head to our uh, YouTube channel. Give us a subscribe there so we can uh, up our numbers there. We're looking to try to get a, a, a personalized uh, website uh, address there for YouTube. So uh, it'd be uh, great if you could help us out there. But in the meantime, if you go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash lost in the midcard or Twitter at LITMC podcast, uh, go to the pin tweets there. You can head to our YouTube page and check out the video version of the podcast. Uh, I am on the Twitter at JB Huskers. Matt is on the Twitter at Rob Showtime. And before we ride off into that sunset, Matt, what are your final thoughts? Very important to say. You know what I'm going to say? I know what you're going to say. Say it. You're going to say Lakers in five. Lakers in five. That's the sound of the Miami Heat.
balling on Friday night. Uh, well, a rare two days rest, which means Anthony Davis and LeBron will come in even better on Friday. Yeah, they don't play it on Friday. Yep. Well, it was a good wrestling week. Raw was better. <laughs> Takeover was great. SmackDown was good. And I'm hey. sure AEW is going to be awesome tomorrow night. So wrestling's been pretty good lately, so that's good. Uh, we didn't mention this on the show, but Florida lifting all its restrictions now. It's going to be interesting to see. What yeah, happens. I, don't, I don't like. I don't like that at all. Yeah, well, and, I, I, and I and I implore WWE and and AEW to continue to exercise great restraint and caution in the in the months ahead. Yeah, well, that's going to do it for Lost Midcard. For Matt Black, this is Jeremy Bennett. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back at you next week. Thank you.